We're back. Uh, well, except for Jeff, but we got we got Jason Bukowski. Is that how you say it? Yeah, pretty close. Hey, I think you're the first person that's actually ever got it right. I like, always want to. I always want to spell it with a W, Bukowski, and I'm like, no, no. Well, you know, it it used to have W's and Z's and all kinds of letters that didn't make sense. Oh, just. Got shortened over the years. Got mel- melting potted. Yes. <laughs> so, much. all right. Well, it's funny. I was going to like, if we had Jeff on, I would have been like, so what have you been up to? So we could like say between what episode eight and I think this is nine. Um, nice. You know, what have you been doing? But I, I'll just ask you, what have you been up to? Man, I have been insanely busy. I accidentally bought a house. And when I say accidentally, I mean accidentally bought a house. As in 30 days ago, I didn't have, I I wasn't even looking for a house and I bought a house. Yeah. So So, how how did this just like fall on your lap there? uh, Pretty much we, uh, my mother-in-law asked my wife and I to go look at this house on, on their street. Ah. And it was a private sale, so we had to get pre-approved for a mortgage yep. before they'd even let you come in. Well, before we even got there, the house was sold. The mortgage company that we were through, they uh, hooked us up with a realtor. And yeah. you know, he calls us, and we tell him, listen, we're, we're really not looking. We, we really like our house. Like, legit, I love my house. Right. And he says, well, I'll just send you listings if you don't. If you don't want to go look at it, just hit delete. And we're like, all right. Well, one day I was talking to my wife, less than 30 days ago, I was talking to my wife, we are laying in bed, and I said, what would make you want to buy a new house? And she goes, well, brick-style ranch, three bedrooms, three bathrooms, well, a couple of bathrooms and some acreage. Right. Like, all right. That Wednesday, that exact house pops up in our, in our listing from the realtor. Dang. So I said, all right, let's go look at it. That day we put in an offer, and here we are less than 30 days later. I'm two days into having a new house and been spending all my time painting and yep. all kinds of crazy. So you're also you're also doing – are you still doing the podcast Genesis to John? Yeah, we are actually on a little bit of a hiatus because of this move, which – Okay. It's kind of sad because we just we just restarted, and I'm in the midst of rebuilding our website. And when you have an accidental move, I pretty much tore down my studio, which is why I'm using my laptop. Which why it took so long for me to get online. This ah. old laptop just didn't want to connect. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I'm back in my house in the next couple of weeks, we will. Uh, will be fired back up. And in the meantime, I also have a uh, Saturday night radio show that I do. Yes. So. Tunes for TARDIS. Is Is that right? Tunes from the TARDIS, yes. From the TARDIS. Why TARDIS? Tunes from the TARDIS, yes. What's TARDIS? Why TARDIS? Yeah. TARDIS is, uh, well, it's the ship, the, the doctor from Doctor Who. Uses ah. this time machine. See, Jeff would have known that. <laughs> yeah, being a, I'm a huge nerd. 
I uh, was trying to think of a name for the show, and one of the other podcasts I'm on, I go by the name of Sanchez, which is the 10th Doctor. So we have kind of a Doctor Who theme, so I just thought it was appropriate that I just take tunes from the TARDIS. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, this is like completely unrelated, so this is going to be a not very good segue, but I'm really glad we don't talk politics because, wow, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone down since we last did an episode, but we don't talk politics, so that's good. I I absolutely refuse to talk politics. Refuse. Yeah. My other podcast, uh, The Wax Museum, we talk quite a bit about politics. So Yes. So if you want to hear me talk politics, go there. Although I did do an episode where I said why I'm not going to vote in the next election. So maybe I'm not that political. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, At least you're you're not on this side of... uh, of the border there, because man, it's uh, <laughs> it's craziness over here. Oh yeah, it's starting to spill over though. Oh, yeah. We got like uh, tariffs going on. Tariffs. So we're you, you guys gave us tariffs, so now we're giving you tariffs, and it's like I don't know. Uh, but we don't talk politics, so we're good. <laughs> hey, we figure you gave us Bieber, we're giving you tariffs. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I actually, what was it? Uh, my my buddy Jason said that. Jason Chopper said, uh, "This is terrifying." Yeah, <laughs> so good. True so story. Good. Yeah. Hey, I made a post in Facebook. Um, I was just okay. basically saying, uh, "Being right is overrated." I was kind of interested to see if like anybody would get all like in a huff about it because they're thinking I'm being all relativist on it. But like, my whole point was that like this satisfaction in being right about stuff is so overrated and oh absolutely and that kind of pride holds people back from actually you know admitting they're wrong and learning things i i go into pretty much every conversation just assuming i'm wrong especially (laughs) with my wife i'm like you know what i already know i'm wrong so let's just get that out of the way well, it's like, I don't know if you've read uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 Rules for Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of his rules is like whenever you meet someone, whenever you talk to someone, assume they know something you don't. <laughs> and in my case, that's absolutely true. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I got to work on listening, though. I just spend so much time like, hey, <laughs> I've got like so much to talk about all the time. And it's like, all right, I got I to gotta let... Got to let other people share what they know because I'm not really learning anything, right? Yeah. I'm kind of the same way, so. (laughs) That's why we have podcasts. (laughs) Exactly. We like to talk. Get our talking out. Hey, so. um, Absolutely. Did you do this, like, top 10 album thing? Like, everybody was, like, posting on social media? (laughs) You know, every time I go to do it, it's hard for me to nail down 10 that I wanted to do. But I could I'm, probably write off ten that without too much uh, trouble. Yeah. So like I, for me, it's like I saw people posting that, and I'm like, okay. Like I had one friend on Facebook that's just like, uh, do, do people want me to do top ten? And I'm just like, oh, this is like so. But then Tony Vance <laughs> asked me to do it on Instagram. 
So the way I did it is Tony. Yes, Tony, Tony Vance. It's not a good ADD masterminds without calling out Tony, right? That's right. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that rule. So man, I'm just getting back into the saddle with ADD masterminds. Like the idea of just like trying not to make it boring. And so like not having like a shout out section, but we just like kind of do like the almost like the product placement of someone's name. So that just came right (laughs) into the conversation there. This episode is brought to you by Tony Vance. <laughs> yeah. You never know who's going to like get uh, get product placed. I nice. don't know. I don't know where this is headed. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Tony asked me to do it. And so, what I did is I went through like my iTunes. And I basically, mm-hmm. every album that I'm like, okay, I know that album well. You know? Like, if it was something like, you know, like... Uh, I don't know, Fleetwood Mac. I probably haven't listened to any of their albums enough. My son has, but I haven't. <laughs> He's a little hipster, right? right? Um, nice. But yeah, I kind of looked through all the albums that I've listened to enough that I'm like, okay, I know that I really like this whole album. And so I made a top 10 list. I don't know if you want to hear it. but Absolutely. I'm going to do it anyways. No. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I mean, um, no, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so number 10, Remedy Drive, the North Star. Have you heard that? I have not. I'm looking through your list here. I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to check this list out. Is it bottom? I honestly have not heard. All right. So, so this Remedy Drive, um, North Star, is like an album where they basically left CECM and did more of a kind of a social justice angle to their music. Um, and they had this song called Warlike that just like blew my mind. You know, there's a point in the song where he's saying, you don't look like Jesus Christ to me. I actually did a whole episode of the Wax Museum on it and interviewed David Zach. Unfortunately, the radio, yes. the audio was pretty bad. <laughs> I had like this crackle throughout it. But uh, it's episode 26 on the Wax Museum if you ever want to watch it or listen to it, not watch it. Um, okay, so that's number 10. Number 9, Jack Garrett, Phase. Have you ever heard Jack Garrett? Uh, you know, I can honestly say I have not. I mean, most of these I haven't. Oh, okay. I'll just assume you haven't then. Okay, so <laughs> Jack Garrett. I'm like, how do I go through this in five minutes? Um, so Jack Garrett, Phase. It's it's like the dude is like a one-man band, but it's like kind of like uh, R&B. And he's English, and he's got a really cool beard. So, yeah. Um, I suck at descriptions for these. So, like, I just kept, like, when I actually posted them on Instagram, I, like, copied somebody else's review and just, like, put, yeah, Jesus Freak Hideout said this. Or, you know, whoever. Some of these albums, though, actually, Jack Garrett's, it was hard to find a positive review. And I'm like, man, I must really have bad taste in music. Um, King's Kaleidoscope, nice. Becoming Who We Are. It was so hard to pick a King's Kaleidoscope album, but I like like all of their stuff, so I went with their debut. How about Mute Math? I love all of Mute, Mute Math, so I picked Vitals, which is like a really cool synthy kind of... Oh, Hillsong United. Heard of them, right? I've heard of them. Yes, yeah. sir. I think this is like their most groundbreaking album. I think it's the one that has oceans on it. Don't quote Probably. me on that. Probably. I think that. I think that's like their most favorite, their famous song, isn't it? Yeah, that whole album is amazing, though. Like even just listening to it from beginning to end, it's like wow, they really stepped up their game. Paper Tongues by Paper Tongues. This is not a well-known band at all. Um, they're just yeah, you got to check them out. They're very eclectic. 
I like eclectic bands, you know? Uh, yeah. 21 Pilots. A little band called 21 Pilots. Blurry Face. That album has like, got a lot of play everywhere. Switchfoot, Where the Light Shines Through. I actually saw those guys live, right? Like, two weeks after they released that album. And, like, John Foreman's singing one of their songs. And he's like... Wow, you guys are singing right along, and this just came out two weeks ago, and he's like, this is creepy. It was so funny. Family Force 5. Oh my gosh, I love Family Force 5. Jeff's lo- Jeff loves it too. Um, Dance or Die, so that's my number two. And then number one, a band called DC Talk, a little, little known album called Jesus Freak. Man, who are they again? I, I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, so you knew one of them, so right? So kidding. Yeah. I, I knew three of them. I mean, I, okay. I know who 21 Pilots was. I've never listened to them, but I know who they are. Yeah, my son really got into them. I'm like, a lot of my music now that I listen to is like driven by my hipster son. So, there's nice. that. There's that. Yeah, you... People are probably gonna freak out when when I start listening off my uh, <laughs> my and this is in no particular order. All right, you're gonna hit me with ten my, right now. I'm gonna hit you with ten. You're ready. Yeah. All right. All right. First off, this this is a brand new CD that just came out, but literally my daughter and I have been playing it nonstop. You ever heard of Bishop Briggs? Heard of. Is that like uh, R&B kind of stuff? No, it is like a... It's like a rock... It's a female singer. Uh-huh. She's kind of got like a synth rock type of thing, but we actually seen her on American Idol. And we were just like, wow, this chick is amazing. Okay. So we downloaded one of the tracks and her, her uh, debut CD, Church of Scars. It's it is so good. I mean, from the first song to the last one, there's not many CDs that I can honestly say I listen to all the way through, and hers is just absolutely amazing. See, you're way better with the words on that. Uh, Number two, this is a best of, and it's stars the best of the cranberries. I absolutely fell in love with the Cranberries back in the day and kind of forgot about them for a while. And when I heard that the lead singer had passed away not too long ago, I decided to to, uh, look up their music. And the CD was only like $5 on iTunes. So I've been playing it and even my daughter loves it. So it's number two, the best of the Cranberries. Really craving Cranberries right now. I really want cranberries yeah. right now. I don't know. Nice. Anyways, I hope I hope meatloaf isn't on your list, or I'm gonna lose my mind. Although I don't know if cranberries go with meatloaf. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, "Fabulous Disaster" by Exodus. Now, back like in the day, yes, that is old school '80s metal and it's actually the band that uh, Kirk Hammett from Metallica came from. Oh. But this is like this is like their big C D that they had back in the day. Uh-huh. And they have a cover of 
low rider on there that's just phenomenal. Fabulous. So disaster. that would be my number three. Is that yes, like long before like, certain segment of the population started using the word fabulous? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> they coined the phrase. That pretty much describes my life a fabulous disaster. <laughs> fabulous! <laughs> fabulous! Uh, let's see. Am I number four? I would say it is... Oh, my number four. It is by a local band here called the Lords of October. And the CD is Equinox. And they're kind of like a horror type of band. They're kind of like almost like a Misfits feel to them. But that's my kind of music. I'm a huge metal guy. <laughs> they have a uh, cover of a, a Misfits song as a, as a hidden track on on the CD, and it's it's just one of those ones that I've listened to pretty much non nonstop. Um, it's four. Let's see. Uh, five is let's say Master of Puppets by Metallica. Anyone that says that that is not one of the best albums ever made is an absolute liar. I will challenge you. To a duel right now if you try telling me the master puppets is not one of the best cds ever written and you're american so you probably have a gun so i take him pretty seriously actually i i, I do not <laughs> i'm probably one of the only americans that doesn't you should probably not tell anybody that i i mean i have a house full of them yeah. so don't don't try and rob me or anything <laughs> Uh, number five, the essential Michael Jackson. I've heard of him. What? Yeah, you know, he's just a little-known R&B singer, kind of a popish type guy. You may have heard of him at some point in time. I mean, for all his foibles that he had, dude was talented. Actually, um, yeah. Actually, this actually was a topic I wanted to hit. We'll just take a break just for a minute from the... Wait, sure. what number are we at? We were at six? Yeah, anyways, yeah. So seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten in a bit here. But uh, I actually, this hits a topic I wanted to talk about. It's like when somebody who creates art or discovers something amazing or does something huge on the world stage, like leads a country or whatever, when they do something horrible... You know, like, you know, there's Michael Jackson and his like, I mean, it sounds like it's pretty much a sure thing that he did these things to these children. Right. right. Um, is it OK to enjoy their art or is it OK to still, you know, use whatever they created? Uh, you know, that is something that I often do think about and I struggle with because I I think Michael Jackson is immensely talented and I love his music, but I do find it hard to listen to it at times. That's just like watching a movie with someone that has taken their life. Like I absolutely cannot watch a Robin Williams movie. I love Robin Williams. I yeah. cannot watch his movies anymore. So it's just, it's things like that. that yeah. It's, I don't know that that's tough. 
Well, it's interesting because if you like talk about someone who, like, let's say he cured cancer, but he yeah. did something terrible, it's like, well, we'll st- still take your cure for cancer, right? <laughs> exactly. We go from talking music to, hey, this guy cured cancer, but he, he felt up somebody. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I think I you have to take the good, the good with the bad. Because I mean, ultimately, we all we all have our problems, and we're all sinners in one way or another. So you know, we we have to show these people love like Christ showed us. Ultimately, yeah. Well, I, I mean, what's interesting too is we live in a culture now where people lose their jobs over these things, right? Which I mean, like right. rightly so. Like if like someone like Harvey Weinstein, that there's like an ongoing thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have that power anymore. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, anyways. Absolutely, yeah. All right, back to your list. <laughs> back to my list. I'm on, what, six? Yeah, um, seven now, I think. Seven. Yeah, seven, all right. Seven is The Real Thing by Faith No More. That, Isn't that these... like Coca-Cola or something, The Real Thing? <laughs> yes. Now, these are the guys that started out the rock rap type of music. You know, any band like uh, Rage Against the Machine, they, they all point to Faith No More as, as kind of the godfathers of that rock rap. And that their CD, The Real Thing, is just it's one of the best that I think have been put out probably ever. I love rap core. So good. Have you ever heard of Everyday Life? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. like the Christian equivalent. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, number eight. These guys got me into heavy metal. It's actually the first CD I ever purchased. Flotsam and Jetsam and their CD Quattro. And that is the band that Jason Newstead from Metallica actually came from. And uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a great CD. I absolutely love it. What's the name of the band? Fought what? Flotsam and Jetsam. Flotsam. Flotsam and Jetsam. And the CD is called Quattro. That's like some name for a band. Yeah. Sounds kind of like it could be a children's show <laughs> where they play with the razor. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen the movie The Little Mermaid? Like, who hasn't seen that, right? Yes. Well, there was two eels in there that, uh, the squid witch chick, I can't remember her name now. Ursula. Ursula, yes. That Ursula had with her, and their names were Flotsam and Jetsam. That's Ah. not where the band got the name from. Uh, let's see. (laughs) So, number nine is by some friends of mine. Uh, Righteous Vendetta, and it's their new CD, Cursed. And they are some amazing Christian guys, but they know how to play metal incredibly well. And they're speedy cursed. Even though they're Christian? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, it's funny. I I actually had them on an episode of Genesis to John. Yeah. And, uh, we had our youth pastor in to, you know, 
to sit and watch the show. And they were going to come perform at our church. And our worship leader was like, man, I don't know if we can have these guys that play metal at our church. We just can't do this. And they, he got really uptight about it. So I yeah. pulled out their lyrics from, you know, five of their songs. And, you know, it's talking about white throne judgment, blood of Christ, you know, just Psalms, Revelation. And I laid it out in front of them. I'm like, listen, these guys are straight up Christians. Yeah, their music's heavy, but it's, you know, it's, it's biblical. So our youth pastor came to watch this, watch the show. And it was just kind of awesome how they were playing a local bar here. Yeah. And we were talking about, oh, you know, do you want us, you know, are you guys hungry? You know, we, we just make dinner. And he's like, yeah, at least here's like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, we went up to drop off our gear and, and the owner of the bar was like, Hey, here's, here's 20 bucks for, for beer. And I told him, you know, I'd rather just have 20 bucks for McDonald's because we don't drink. And our youth, I just kind of looked at the youth pastor and smiled. I'm like, see, I mean, you know, just because they play metal doesn't mean that, you know, they're Satanists or evil. It's true. And then my number one, number one, and I know this is like a, uh, this has been a top 10 of my friends, but. Rob Houghton's new CD. Holy crap. This CD is amazing. Absolutely love it. And I'm not just saying this just to puff up Rob. I'm being 100% serious. I'm not really a rap guy, and I love this CD. Pick a song that that you can tell me is better than 8-Bit Gangsta. Come on. <laughs> There's some heavy stuff in there too. And I mean I did a whole episode of Wax Museum on it. Um and I interviewed heard it. Rob it was awesome. and we talked about it. Sorry? The album. Yeah, I heard that. That was a great episode. Oh good. Good. It was funny because like when he when I uh was releasing it, he's like, Yeah, I got interviewed by you know, at the Wax Museum and I'm like, I don't know if I call it an interview, it was more of a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want people to have expectations. I'm like, I don't know if I know how to interview. So, um, well, I anyways. felt the same way because I interviewed him the next the next night. Yeah, for uh, tunes for the TARDIS, I had him on, and and I mean, he's just he's so funny and so fun to talk to that yes, it was just like him and I rapping back and forth that I kind of forgot the questions that I was asking him. It was just him and I just talking, so it was fun. Well, you started with questions. It's like step ahead of me. <laughs> Actually, I, I listed a bunch of tracks and I think some things that I wanted to talk about in them. It's funny though, when I got towards the end, I'm like, I read a title and I'm like, I, I'm not sure what this is. He's like, Oh, that's the title of one of my tracks. And I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't listen to the album enough. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, no, my, my son's actually just getting into Rob Hotton's album right now and he's blown away. By the lyrics and everything, and he's been chatting back and forth with Rob about it, and he's really enjoyed talking to Rob about it. Um, nice. Yeah. Hey, so have you ever done like a monologue epi- a podcast? Like just where you just talk? N- nobody wants to hear that. I, I did that for the first time last week. I'm trying to like keep putting out content for Wax Museum. And yeah. so um, on Sunday, I did this thing about celebrity. And it was kind of interesting because what I, what I realized is like my kind of 
beef, I guess, with celebrity and whether it be me contributing to celebrity or um, me having any kind of celebrity, which I don't. I know I don't. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, it's, it's this idea of being distracted by your own reflection, which yeah. I still haven't looked this up. There's like some kind of fable or something like that associated with it. But um, this idea that like I could somehow just get caught up in like what people see when they look at me, right? And right. I, I feel like I've made so much progress in the last couple of years of just like not caring about any of that stuff. And so it makes me wonder like if somehow I stumbled upon some sort of notoriety, would it change me? You ever think about that? You know, I I did when I first started Genesis to John. I uh, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I started it out, you know, like with all these great ideas. And then I kind of like got into my own head, like, oh, people are listening to me. This is so cool. <laughs> and then I, yeah, and it, I kind of got out of my own head and was like, yeah, you know what? I, I really have less to offer than what most people do. And it kind of, you know, you're asking about the monologue and, and I tried doing that for one of the shows. I thought, oh man, you know, people are listening to me. People want to know what I want to say. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, you know, big head. And so I did this entire show without my co-host. He wasn't on. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to do the show by myself. Yeah. He, I put it out and he calls me. He's like, bro, you know, I love you, but yeah, just, just next time. Don't do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? So that that uh, that takes takes your your ego out of it a little bit. So you know now I just fully rely on God to give me the words. Yeah. Instead of instead of myself. And I I guess for me it's not like I'm driven so much like you know oh I think I have a great personality but it's it, I'm driven by ideas. I'm like there's just ideas that need to be out there and so. Yeah, when I was thinking about celebrity, I'm like, oh, this is like a discussion I had with my co-host offline, and it, did, it just what didn't end up as a podcast. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is my learning from it, so I'm going to share it, you know. And nice. um, it's just interesting as you like mull over an idea, and I actually like I actually planned it out a bit. I'm like, I can't freewheel this. Like, I need to have some kind of basis for it, right? So, anyways, I'm thinking of doing another right. one. I'm going to do another recording Sunday as a monologue podcast and I'm like, uh, I don't know if anyone's listened to this, but I just feel like I got to get this off my chest. So yeah, I'm going to talk about, I think I'm going to talk about toxic masculinity. Anyways, Oof. I won't talk about it right that, now. That's though. a heavy subject. Yeah. Yeah. That's a heavy subject. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that was, I was actually going to ask you how big do you want to get? Like if you were, if you had an option for how big you could get as a, you know, in what you're doing right now creatively or do how you have big? a plan for um, that? For myself, I don't, I don't really want to be any bigger than what I already am. Yeah. Honestly. But if we're talking the radio station that tunes from the TARDIS is on, I would love for that just to blow up and just be like massive. <laughs> I could, I could care less if anyone listens to my show because I, you know, I do it because I enjoy it. If someone's yeah. listening and someone else is enjoying it, 
awesome. You know, That's good. great. But I would rather, you know, Dan and Billy, who, you know, they each do four shows a week. Yeah. I want people to listen to them. You know, as far as Genesis to John goes, if I can reach one person for Christ, that's, that's all that matters to me. If one person comes to know Christ because of the show, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I, I don't need the shows to get any bigger. If they do, great. Um, but that's all on God. God, you know, God's got to get it, got to, got to do that because I can't do it on my own. So. Yeah. And I, I guess what I'm realizing more and more is that like, um, my calling I, I, I sense is like to just open people's minds just a little bit everywhere I go. So I travel a lot for work. So I meet all kinds of people and there's just opportunities to kind of like insert something here or there in the conversation. I feel like that's all I got to do. And so I've got these platforms, you know, a couple podcasts and I kind of do that there too. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't really, I have no idea what the impact is. And part of me doesn't want to know. Like, I feel like right. it's like, no, I just need to, I need to stay focused and just do what I'm supposed to do. And, um, I've kind of sensed that God's kind of call me back to the arts. Cause I feel like the arts are a much better way of illustrating truth. Um, and, um, so I'm like, so what is this art? Like maybe music, maybe. And then I'm like thinking maybe, maybe it's comedy. And I'm like, I've been thinking about what comedy is. And, um, it's funny. I was having a conversation with someone a couple days ago. It's one of, one of those guys out in rural Saskatchewan. And I was like saying to him, I'm like, you know, to, to, to say that you're smart, like for me to say, you know, you know, that I'm, I, I think, you know, I'm a thinker or whatever. I'm like, I'm cool with saying that. But like, I, I feel like, you know, there's a certain amount of arrogance or a certain amount of pride that it takes to say, I'm a smart person. But I feel like saying that I'm funny is a whole next level of like, I'm clever. Cause I'm like this many steps ahead of people that I can make them laugh or I can shock them, you know? Right. And I'm like, I, that's a hard thing. Like, that's a hard thing to say, like, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And I'm also, I mean, like, also, like, the idea of doing comedy, too, I'm just kind of like, okay, now I'm really trying to play to an audience. Now I'm really trying to get a certain reaction from people. And I'm like, is that, is that what I want to do? Like, is that, is that going to, am I still going to be able to just keep my head down and do what I'm called to if... The reaction does matter because I love this idea of the reaction not mattering and just like, no, I'm just going to keep doing it. doesn't matter. It's what I'm called to do, you know? So I'm struggling with that right now. The best way I've always found to be funny when it comes to comedy is just be natural. When I try to be funny, I can't be funny. Yeah. But like if I'm just sitting here rapping back and forth with you, you know, I, I can usually come up with something off the top of my head, which, yeah. you know, when you sent me the master list for ADD, I was like, ah, we, we have a plan. <laughs> I totally don't plan. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. Cause like uh, the ADD master list is kind of an interesting thing because it, it sounds random, but it actually is kind of planned out. And so, right. And I, that's actually part of why I really wanted to get back into doing this because it's just it's just a fun idea to like just keep going Absolutely. through these different topics. Um, 
but yeah, I guess where I'm at with like what I'm creating right now is, um, I, I really want to just create content at right. low cost content for free. I guess I had to buy this microphone, but other than that, it's just time and my time isn't really worth anything. Right. So, <laughs> but I mean like, so, so create content for free and then give it away for free. Um, right. I'd like to do lots of that. Like I'm, I'm uh, trying to write a book based on discussions I've had in the Wax Museum. Right now, I'm stuck on chapter one, which is uh, sex talks and potato peeling, and it's actually <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It was such a great title, hey. Um, but anyways, it's like this idea of worshiping God and everything that we do. Yeah. If you listen to the episode, you'll get what I'm saying. But it, it basically. It's like this idea that sometimes we have to do awkward things with our kids, like give them sex talks, and that's an act of worship. Um, sometimes yeah. we've just got to peel, peel potatoes, and that's an act of worship too. And just this idea of like the menial. I love how you go from uh, having the sex talk with your kid to peeling potatoes. Oh, man. Potatoes are now naked. No. <laughs> no. The naked no. potato. Yeah. I don't know. Like if that if that gets you, there's something wrong with you, right? Yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. when we when I was when uh, Herb and I started Genesis to John, that one of the things we had decided was we were not going to be one of those pods that you know at the end of every show would be like, if you want to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Yeah. And, you know, it, any money that supports that show comes directly out of our pockets you know from the mics to the soundboards to the website we've paid for it all and you know we we give it away you know if if someone wants a copy of one of the shows on disc i'll burn it and send it to them you know it's just the way it is discs i have actually had people say can you send me a cd of this episode i'm like really that's crazy. How, how about I just throw it on a flash drive and send it to you, you know? You should start putting it on vinyl. There you go. Get the just old get floppy disks. We, <laughs> we did it at our own cost. We got them all pressed on vinyl. That's nice. crazy. Hey, vinyls are coming back. Yes, they are. Yes, yes. they are. Anyways, yeah, I guess the, fi- the thing I find is like a lot of times people will invest so much money into something they're creating. And then somehow you have to get the money back. And that's when you've got to get a Patreon and, you know, all this stuff. And so I'm like, right. if I could somehow do it for free and give it away for free, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm okay with it making me money someday if, you know, it's good enough for it to make money. But I want right. to do it in such a way that it's not boring to listen to. Because right. I, yeah. like, I don't like ads except for Acme Laser. Um mm. Have you tried the Acme Laser Cheese Cutter? I have not, but I use a lightsaber. It's kind of close. <laughs> yeah, you got the Acme lightsaber? I, I do. Would you like to see it? Yeah. This is a great, like, I, I got to do, like, the, the descriptive video. Jason gets out a lightsaber, which is it, it, amazing and real. <laughs> It is the Acme lightsaber. Whoa, you got a Stanley Cup, too. I do. It is a popcorn pop. Oh. Yes. 
How about that Vegas, eh? Do you think they're going to win it? I hope so. I, I you know what? Do. I used to be so like I used to be so against that idea. You know, because I was like, no, an established team must win the Stanley Cup. But now I'm like, that would make such a dynamite story. For oh, all you Americans out there like that are not like Jason, um, <clears throat> hockey is a sport that's very popular in Canada. And there's a team from Las Vegas that's an expansion team that has gone all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and that is insane. That, like, never Absolutely happens. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Anyways, Sorry. Um, oh, okay, sorry, Acme. We got right. In the, we're in the middle of that. Um, so, yeah. So it's like a precision cheese cutter for your uh, precision cutting needs. I, how thin do you want your cheese sliced, Jason? Like, how thin do you like, like it to be sliced? I like it thin. We're talking like paper thin. Paper thin. With multiple slices. Yep. And the Acme laser cheese cutter can be set to that level, whatever the thinness of paper is. It's the number one laser cheese cutting apparatus in Wisconsin. It was voted, sorry, the number one laser cheese cutting apparatus in Wisconsin. And and those people know cheese. Wisconsin they is do a, know cheese. Wisconsin is a place, right? There are rumors that yes it is a place. And they do I, like to cut the cheese there. <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I always do that. Like when I hear a name of somebody that I don't know, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, I was, uh, I was hanging out with, uh, Neil Thompson. I kind of look at the person. I'm like, so that's a person, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I used to always be like, uh, did you just make that person up? Yep. Just because I haven't heard the name before. It's like, try that, try that on your friends. I used to have a salesman that I worked with that would do that. He'd be like, you know, back when I was in the Marines, an old sergeant, and he'd rattle off this name. Yeah. He goes, you know him, right? I'm like, dude, I'm like 20 years younger than you. How would I know this guy? Remember that time when? No, I don't. Mm -mm. I like your your Marines voice. It's pretty good. Well, let me, it's kind of a Hulk Hogan type, you know. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> hey, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart? You know well, who there that you is? Go. I do. Yeah, yeah. He's from Calgary, which is like, I, I live in Airdrie, which is like right next to Calgary. Um, but he just got like an honorary degree, and I was just thinking like, I just have a regular degree. How lame is that? <laughs> well, you have to be pretty special to get the honorary one. Yeah. So does that mean he's like a doctor now? I I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, can you get a job with an honorary degree? I don't think you can get a job with a real degree. It's like, trust me, I'm a doctor. I can operate on your stomach. (laughs) You imagine Bret Hart walking in 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 the lab coat. Is he going to do drop an elbow on you? Chest pains, hang on. Pow. He just walks. He just like walks into the ER or like the operating room, right? And and he's like, "Okay, move over." I mean, you may have a degree, but I got an honorary degree. I'm taking over this operation. Trust me, I'm a doctor. An honorary doctor. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. I keep like okay. I got two devices here. 
And I've got like I got like my computer and then I got my iPad and my iPad has a keyboard too and I keep pressing arrows on the wrong device <laughs> when that happens. So many technologies. And technologies, not my friend. I'm doing the same thing. I got my laptop here, got my cell phone here, and I'm trying to watch both of them. See, okay, what's going on now? You could like 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 make a rap song about I got my cell phone, I got my laptop. Yeah, we'd need Rob for that because I am not a rapper at all. I try. I haven't gotten Rob's opinion on my rapping yet, but maybe, yeah, maybe I'll have to do something. I'll make something. All right. Hey, you guys would be an awesome rap group. The Canadian and the Cajun. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Nice. Totally. My my, uh, son's getting into making like rap beats and stuff. It's crazy when your kids start creating stuff. How old is you? You've got a daughter, right? Yeah, she's uh, she's nine. Yeah, so. she creates nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nope. She's into soccer right now. Soccer and watching YouTube videos. Nice. Which, yeah, my kids like kid- YouTube too. They like the YouTube too. I always say to my kids, like a YouTube celebrity is not a real celebrity. So. Well, yeah, and then the videos that she watches are so annoying. Like, these kids, I literally want to jam pointy things in my ears just so I don't have to hear these kids on YouTube. I'm like, they're playing video games. Go play the video game. Why are you watching that? And it's always like, hey, guys. I think that's actual audio. That's exactly what they sound like. I swear, hey. one of these days, I'm just going to grab her phone, well, she doesn't have a phone, her iPod, and whip it across the room, because I cannot take that the YouTube videos anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one to segue out of. Speaking of throwing things, I don't know. Hey, uh, so so I was like, um, I was at this like work site. I go to like a lot of industrial sites, and... Um, this was a while ago. Like the ADD master list has some really old stuff on it because we haven't done it in a long time. But anyways, um, so I'm at this work site and my scan card didn't work. And I'm like, what the heck, right? And so I go to security and I talk to them and I'm like, look, I'm like, I just got one more day on site and my card doesn't work. And they're like, oh, that's because your drug and alcohol test failed. Or not failed, sorry, not failed. It, it expired. <laughs> Didn't fail. I don't drink or do drugs. But um, anyways. That you know of. That I know of, yeah. I don't know. My wife might be slipping something. No. Um, anyways. And so, yeah, so, so it expired. And the guy says to me, okay, you just have to get your stuff and leave. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'll give you this, I'll give you this card. But I'm not supposed to do it. Like, I could get in big trouble for giving you this card just a guest pass to go in and get your stuff. And I was, like, thinking about, like, okay, so we have, like, things like this that happen all the time in our world. You know? It's kind of like when you get stopped for speeding and the policeman's like, oh, okay, you know what? I, I I won't give you a ticket this time. You know? And it gets to such a level that if that security guard did not let me back in. He would have been well within his right. But most human beings would be like, that guy is a jerk. Oh, yeah. Same For thing sure. with the policeman that gives you a ticket. It's like, look, dude, 
I was only going like five above the speed limit, and it, that jerk gives me a ticket. And I, I, I feel like we live in a world where a certain amount of grace is expected. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not even grace, I don't even think. It's just a sense of entitlement that's almost insanely crazy. You know, you, you, you know, I guess you could call it grace, but yeah, people just expect, like you said, the cops, I was only doing 50 over, can I get out of it? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, I tried it, you know, pull the shirt down a little bit, show a little <laughs> bit of a chest hair, be like, hey, going on there officer he's like yeah no i'm i'm giving you an extra ticket bro you're causing me to stumble (laughs) (laughs) it's actually quite blurry so no it's not causing me to stumble (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah no no but i was just thinking about like expected grace right because there's this you know we don't expect people to apply the law by the letter and so within that context, as Christians telling people you're a sinner, people are like, well, actually, I'm a really good person. Like, I don't speed yeah. because I've never gotten a ticket. <laughs> you know, right. and there's like just a list of things that people are like, well, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do that. But it's like, OK, but your standards are all out of whack and you're expecting grace in certain areas. And so because you get grace in those areas already, um, you don't see the sin. Right. So, I mean, even us as, as Christians, we, we do that, you know. Not me. John. I'm kidding. For reals. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I quite often take a look at my sin and I'm like, you know, is God really going to be mad at me about that? And then, you know, my pastor gives me the look and like, yes. God will be angry with that. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if we as Christians kind of expect that grace from God, how can we expect the secular world not to expect grace even more? Because they don't know what real grace is. Yeah. But it's interesting, too, because I'm not like a big fan of like the Ray Comfort kind of. Gotcha. You're a piece really? of garbage and you need Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't know how effective that is to like just go down the streets and convince people that they're pieces of garbage, you know? And, it, it, and like, I, I guess it works for some people, but yeah. for other people, it's like, what is this? You know, I'm, I, I like, I think most people I run into would be like, what is this? You know, and right. like being able to establish relationships with people. And I guess being sensitive, like certainly, and maybe not just I guess, but being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and, and is leading. Um, and I guess part of it is listening. <laughs> right. But, you know, I understand why Ray Comfort does what he does. Yeah. You know, it, to the point you have to challenge some people, you got to get them to the point where they want to or they they see where he's coming from, you know, I mean, you have to get sometimes people to a point of almost being angry. And then all of a sudden it just kind of clicks in their head. Like, Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. You know, I mean, that's kind of the way it happened to me is, you know, I was very proud of myself and full of myself and 
kind of had to get to the point where I was challenged and, you know, and when he's out there yelling, it's not like he's yelling at people. He's broadcasting his voice to gather a crowd. He wants people to interact with him. Now, I couldn't do that for sure. I mean, I can barely sit in front of a microphone and talk, let alone stand out on a street corner with a bullhorn having people yell at me. I'd start crying and be like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're not a sinner. I am. I'm leaving. Well, I just sounded like the YouTube kids. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I sufficiently got this off the rails again. Um, nice. Anyways, I don't know. It's interesting to me because I, I just feel like there's a more... There's a lot to having the humility to recognize that even, you know, the atheist you encounter probably knows something you don't. So yeah. if you're able to let them share this thing that they know that you don't, you can share this thing that you know that they don't. Right. It's like tradesies. Tradesies Tra- evangelism. Tradesies ev- You should trademark that. Tradesies <laughs> evangelism. By John Howie. I like it. <laughs> All right. Anyways. That's the name of your new podcast. You get an atheist on and you guys yeah, that's what I, need. I need another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways. Um, I think we should wrap it up. That's been like an hour, I think. Or more. You know what? Probably. My wife has texted me six times. Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you talking to? Oh, my response: um, some Canadian dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty harmful, harmless. Pretty harmless. All right. All right. Well, that's it for episode nine. Very nice. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I hope uh, you invite me back. I definitely will. You're the new co-host, right? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Well, we'll try to make ADD Masterminds a more regular thing, but I'm not making any promises. Um, please give us feedback, um, and maybe we'll consider continuing this madness. Yes. Later, dudes. All right. Peace.
guys. Bye 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 b